This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Starter sit for the AFC home games. Very excited about this slate. Pittsburgh, Baltimore should be awesome. How about Las Vegas and Cleveland? Which quarterback do we like better in that game? Who are the best? Who are the best wide receivers in that game? Can Justin Herbert keep it going against what looks like a pretty solid Denver defense? I am ready. I've got my stats. I've got my notes, and I've got. This bag of candy corn to eat. Uh, I was wondering what kind of bag you're going to hold up there. <laughs> to, <laughs> to eat while podcasting. What's up? Welcome, everybody. Why would you do that? Because people hate candy corn, so I'm trying to show it a little bit of support, which is you know, really it's tough. Funny. It's not good. It, it's funny because my oldest son this morning, as I was updating projections sitting here, I smelled bacon and my wife wasn't home. And uh, my youngest son is, is not old enough to make bacon by himself. And my oldest son's usually not awake until after we do FFT at 2 p.m. And uh, <laughs> he made bacon just out of the blue wow. and brought me up a piece on his way back to bed. He's going back to sleep. He's probably just going to bed How old now. Is he? he is uh, 19. That's what I'm saying. Like that 19-year-old should eat bacon, Heath. I outgrew bacon. I grew out of that thing. You're eating candy corn <laughs> it's right vegetables. now and talking about outgrowing something. It's a corn. All right, listen. This episode is sponsored by Express. I will not be outgrowing my Express clothes. That is for sure. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. Find out more about Express and their exclusive offer later in the show. All right, but I'll get into the games in just a second. Let me just finish up this bacon discussion. You're at a breakfast buffet, a good breakfast buffet. You got uh, a tray full of bacon and one full of sausage. You can only have one. Which one do you go with? Bacon. That sausage. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Heath. Big news. Dalvin Cook is cer- almost certainly going to play. Looking good there. But Christian McCaffrey, unlikely to play tonight. Mike Davis, must start. Yes. Okay. Easy enough. Here are your running back updates. We'll know more tomorrow. But Aaron Jones mispracticed facing Minnesota. Joe Mixon mispracticed the game against Tennessee. Uh, Mark Ingram mispracticed in the game against Pittsburgh. We're looking at potentially two running backs instead of three. Those running backs, Baltimore running backs are averaging something like 20 carries, around 100 yards, and a touchdown per game. Um, Philip Lindsay mispracticed. Miles Sanders mispracticed. Chris Carson looks like will be a game time decision. Do we have a general update uh, on the Seattle and San Francisco running backs? They are facing each other this week. Jamie? Uh, well, I mean, the fact that Carlos Hyde mispracticed is not a good sign, despite what Pete Carroll said. So I would be cautious with Carlos Hyde. Um, if DJ Dallas is still out there and you need a resume back, you're desperate. You know, it's not a bad idea to just put him on your roster just to see if you have a spot to play with. Uh, San Francisco, I mean, the window is now open for Tevin Coleman to return, but, uh, as we've seen, you know, they don't have to play him this week. It could be getting him ready for next week. So, um, I would still go with the same plan that I said Tuesday, which was expect to Michael Hasty and DJ Dallas to be the lead running backs for their respective teams right now. A couple more injury notes, wide receivers, Allen Robinson in the concussion protocol, and Michael Thomas, Marquez Callaway, and Emmanuel Sanders all missed practice. And we haven't talked, that's, you know, they're facing each other, the Bears and the Saints. Heath, 
who would be the best wide receiver if all these guys are out? Robinson, Callaway, Thomas. I shouldn't have gone in that order. Robinson, Thomas, Callaway, Emmanuel Sanders. If they're all out, who's the best wide receiver in this game? I would say I'm currently projecting them all to be out, and I have Darnell Mooney, Traquan Smith, and Anthony Miller back to back to back (laughs) in my rankings. So basically, the answer is we have no idea, but I would probably be the most likely to play the one that doesn't have Nick Foles as his starting quarterback. Mm. Um, I'd most likely go with Traquan Smith. Okay. Yeah, no, I feel like he's kind of had a bad game, a disappointing game last week, but he's not safe at all. But he could, like, he's got Drew Brees, right? And he might be his only option. So, yeah. I mean, there's no Deontay Harris endorsement did, there. I mean, don't forget Deontay Harris had, you know, more targets than Jake yep, One Smith yep. last week and scored. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the players we love, players we're avoiding this week. Jamie, kick it off. Who, yeah, I'm not going to say it this time. Who do you love? Uh, Ryan Tannehill's the start of the week. So, love the setup for him. Obviously, uh, he was, um, he had his uh, worst of his best games last week against the Steelers, uh, 20 fantasy points. So he still got you a decent, respectable number, but um, not as bad as the two bad games that he's had as a full-time starter for the Titans because that was actually his 16th game as the Titans' starting quarterback. So uh, Tannehill should have a, a big game, and I like I like a lot of players in that game. I think Joe Burrow's going to have a big game. Um, the, there's some concern about the weather because of the wind. So that's something you got to keep an eye on. Uh, when I saw last night, it's at 17 miles an hour is the expected wind. That's not awful, but it's not great. If it gets a little bit more than that, I may have to reconsider. But um, I love all the receivers in this game. Uh, you know, Corey Davis being the worst one, but he's still a number three guy. And I think it's going to be a big bounce back game for John Smith. Yeah, uh, for Corey Davis, which obviously is relevant for Ryan Tannehill, since week one, every wide receiver with six or more targets against Cincinnati has had 86 yards or a touchdown. There's only one exception. That would be Jarvis Landry. So six of the last seven wide receivers, really, with uh, six or more targets have had either 86 yards or a touchdown. And Davis, in both the games he's played with A.J. Brown, has had six or more targets. So, yeah, we are gonna. he's in our 62nd rankings disputes. He So Ryan Tannehill for Jamie Heath, how about you? I'm going to go with Travis Fulgham. Uh, they might get Dallas Goddard back. They might get Jalen Rager back. I can't imagine it's going to mean a huge decrease in targets for Travis Fulgham at this time with the way that he's played so far. He's played four games in the NFL. In those four weeks, he has been the top scoring wide receiver in fantasy football. Like just ba- not each like week, one. but he's number one in those four weeks, right? He is, he is no, and he's wow. got 350 wow. yards and three touchdowns in four games. And one of those games, he really only played about half the time. Like, he wasn't even a full-time player yet. So, He's Travis best. Fulgham is a high-end number two wide receiver for me this week. Yeah. Best wide receiver in that game? Dallas, Philadelphia? Fulgham. Easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's top 15 for everyone. Good stuff. And you heard the stat yesterday from Jacob Gibbs. Even if the Eagles are leading, and they're like seven-point favorites, I think he said, uh, they still throw. They have a 65% pass rate when leading, which is tops in the NFL. Okay, players to avoid. Heath, who you got? I'm just, well, no, that was a um, rankings dispute, so I won't do it. Uh, it's okay. Um, we can eliminate it from the rankings the, dispute. The New England Patriots. Okay. Is that, like I'm avoiding all of their players. Julian Edelman's uh, right around number 40 at wide receiver in both PPR and non. 
Um, none of their running backs are inside my top 30. Cam Newton's not a top 15 quarterback. They don't have any tight ends to speak of. There is not a New England Patriot that I want to start. I think that's very fair. And I agree. Uh, Jamie, how about you? Who are you avoiding? Uh, Mark Cooper. Um, he's going to probably see a lot of Darius Slay, and he's got his third string quarterback. Um, the only plus is that they're hopefully going to get uh, Looney and Martin back on their offensive line, which should help things. But um, if Slay follows him like he did in Detroit last year, and it seems like he's you know doing that a little bit more, um, it's going to be a bad day for Mark Cooper. Okay, that was a quick segment. Anyone, you know what? I'm going to ask you guys about Melvin Gordon. But thank goodness. Let's just take the win, Adam. We're going to go an hour and 15 minutes on this show, like we always take the win. I just feel like we need we to talk a quick about segment. We need to talk about like more uh, relevant players right now. No, <laughs> Jamie, you're too low on Melvin Gordon. Well, uh, I thought it was like 15th. No, 10. Jamie, you are just right on Melvin Gordon. But is it Dave? Dave has him 18th. Jamie, you are not Dave. All right, fine, Heath. Take, we'll take the win. We will move on. We'll do the 60-second ranking disputes. We'll update you on the injuries, news, and notes, and we will preview all of the games. Uh, let me just tell you, though, about Lightstream. Go to lightstream.com slash FFT, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash FFT. All right. Refinance your high interest credit card balances and save with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. I know a lot of you could use help on this. I know that credit card debt can be crippling. The average interest rate on credit card debt is over 18% APR. Have you looked at your interest rate lately? Okay, this is a good thing to do. Make sure you know what your interest rate is because if you have credit card debt, you can lower that. You can lower that APR to 5.95%. That's where rates start. They start at 5.95% APR with auto pay and excellent credit if you use Lightstream. Basically, Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. The rate is fixed. It will never go up over the life of the loan. There are no fees. The, you can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and you can get your money as soon as the day you apply. And I've, I've seen listeners actually contact me about Lightstream and say some really positive things. So if this is something that you're dealing with, I strongly recommend going to lightstream.com slash FFT. In addition to possibly getting that 5.95% uh, interest rate with auto pay and excellent credit, you're going to get an additional interest rate, ca- dis- interest rate discount at lightstream.com slash FFT. Again, that is L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash FFT. This is subject to credit approval. Rates range from 5.95% APR to 19.99% APR and include 0.5% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash FFT for more information. All right, news and notes. Oh, no, first our email of the day. This comes from Andres. Dave should have lost Jeopardy. If you go back and listen to the podcast, he never said, who is Todd Gurley? And Adam, you gave him the points when you always dock Heath for not saying it. Good day. I didn't even realize I was trying to cheat you out of the win, Heath. So it's just subconscious. Uh, It's your your factory default. Yeah, exactly. Like You don't have to make a choice to do that. That's just what you do. (laughs) Well, sorry I wasn't more successful at that. Who won? Heath won in, in Final Jeopardy. Congratulations. And guess what? Thank you. 
Schrager screwed up yesterday, not me. Well, you did too. Like it wasn't Schrager screwed up, not me. It was Schrager screwed up in addition to me. We just read an email about how you screwed up. <laughs> and I screwed up the email too. All right. Uh, news and notes. Andy Dalton mispracticed. Don't know if he's going to play. It's Sunday night game against Philadelphia. Bruce Arians said. You have to assume no. Yeah. We're going to go into it thinking no. Bruce Arians said that Antonio Brown looked fantastic and he's going to play in week nine. I saw one of the Raiders beat writers tweet this, that he is, and this is, I'm sure, accurate. Uh, he's such a good practice player that this is why coaches fall in love with him because they see him work out and they, want, they know what he does. I mean, it's hard not to like Antonio Brown when he's doing what Antonio Brown does. It's the extracurricular stuff with Antonio Brown you got to worry about. What do you think the chances are, percentage-wise, that he is the best Bucks wide receiver in fantasy rest of season? It sounds like Dave thinks that's what's going to happen based on some of the conversations we've had. Oh, yeah. um, I can't see it if everybody's healthy, but there's clearly a path that, that shows you that he could be the number one guy because Evans has a hard time staying on the field, um, even though he's playing. I shouldn't say that. Evans is playing through injuries, and Godwin has a hard time staying on the field. So it could clearly be a case if he's if he's the number one guy there. Obviously, Tom Brady loves him. So it's it's not hard to see it happening. 20%. 20%. Okay. I'd, I'd be selling Antonio Brown, though, wherever I picked him up. Uh, Deontay Johnson missed practice, but that's been a normal thing for him. We expect him to play at this point. Devontae Parker. Was I don't know about that, though. Uh, he's got right, a different he, injury. He came back into the game, though, right? Yeah, but it's injury. just it's a different injury. I, I I know what you're saying, but I wouldn't necessarily you know right. couch it the same way that we've been doing it. Okay, good to know. Devontae Parker was limited in practice. That's a good sign as they get ready for the Rams this week. You talk about... Uh, players to avoid Heath you said the Patriots you got to be a little nervous about the Dolphins right um it it varies but well actually I would just say I'm a little nervous about the Dolphins except for Miles Gaskin yeah. I'm starting Miles Gaskin yeah. um but I don't want to start Parker or and I mean, you might have to as a number three like he's certainly better than all those Bears and Saints guys we were talking about but um I don't really want to start Parker or Gasicki or Preston Williams. No. The thing, the thing with Tua, it's such a wild card. Cause yeah. I mean, two weeks to prepare, short week for the Rams, long road trip. Like they could have an amazing, you know, first 15 plays scripted, first two drives could look great. Once the game unfolds and you know the the Rams sort of punch back after whatever the Dolphins are gonna throw at them, that's when you're gonna have to see how Tua reacts. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Dolphins score on their first drive, maybe first couple of drives because the Rams are tired and not knowing what to expect. And Tua just looks fantastic, but it's the in-game adjustments. That's going to be interesting. But yeah, I mean, Parker's an easy one to get away from because you assume that's where Ramsey's going to go. Yeah. Miles Gaskin, by the way, this game we'll talk about later on in the show. Miles Gaskin has had 91 or more total yards in four of six games and three catches or more. And I think every game. So that's basically a floor of 12 PPR fantasy points he most, most of the time. But in their last four games, the Rams have not given up 12 PPR fantasy points to any running back. That now Not the toughest competition. Actually, not that bad. Devontae Freeman, Antonio Gibson, Raheem Mostert, David Montgomery. None of them have reached 12 PPR fantasy points. Are you sure McKissick didn't? Uh, McKissick may have, but but Gibson did not. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Not. So I should rephrase that. The starting running back is not. The, the thing with the Rams is they give up receptions to backs. They do. And Gaskin is averaging four and a half catches per game. So that's where he's going to have to win. And if you just go by, you know, football logic, if two was under duress, that's an easy thing for Chan Gailey to do. And that's Chan Gailey's offense is throwing the ball to his running backs. 
So I think Gaskin is going to be four plus catches. So that gives him a nice floor to start with. And I think he's better clearly in PPR than non PPR. So I, I Gaskin is the safest of the Dolphins players by far. Heath is hundred percent right on that. It's just a matter of like who you're comparing Gaskin to. And so like, I think all of the replacement running backs are better than Gaskin. You may disagree with that Heath and, and I get it. Uh, but you know, Jamal Williams, Giovanni Bernard, Boston Scott, if they all start, and I'm not talking about the San Francisco and Seattle guys. Yeah. Um, if, if the three guys that started last week are there again, I'm starting them over miles Gaskin. Uh, okay. More news and notes, by the way, I've got this weird, how weird is this? You see this? It's like a gummy. It came in my box of candy corn. Yeah. And McKissick was only what 10 would you PPR do, points. What would you do with that? Does that freak you out? Freaks me out. Like a yeah, totally, I wouldn't eat candy corn to be in the A corn. totally different candy just within um, the candy. Yeah, I've outgrown candy corn, Adam. Okay, yeah. all right. And Nikhil Harry's in the concussion protocol. Jalen Rager has a chance to play this week. Jamison Crowder mispracticed. Brashad Perryman's in the concussion protocol. It might be the Denzel Mim show against Kansas City. Uh, and the tight ends, Tyler Higby is questionable. It's the only tight end note I have. And are your interest level in Gerald uh, Everett? Austin, Austin Hooper's still not back at practice. There you go. Your interest level in Gerald Everett at Miami if Higby's out? Really. If you're stuck. Okay. There, there are people who, you know, started Darren Fells last week, which was obviously a mistake. Um, that could be looking for tight end help. You know, yeah, same here. Um, Gerald Everett could be a guy that you can pivot to, you know, two of his last four games, I think. Um, one without Higby, he scored. So not bad. And offensive line news. Philadelphia is getting left tackle. Jason Peters back, most likely. Dallas could be getting, as Jamie kind of referenced, two offensive linemen back this week. A guard and a center, and Zach Martin being one of them. Uh, Chicago center Cody Whitehair may miss this week's game with a calf injury. If you had any more incentive to sit David Montgomery against the Saints defense, is he a top 24 running back? He is for me. Uh, By default, but I would try and get away from David Montgomery if you can. And the Patriots might be without Joe Tooney, their left guard. So, yeah, get away from them. And, all right, let's do some rankings disputes. Let's start with Josh Allen. This could be a fairly quick one because you both have him in the top eight. So it's a start. And Dave has him 10th. But, Heath, you've got Josh Allen third, and Jamie has him eighth. Heath, you make the case first. Josh Allen third, coming off three disappointing games in a row and now facing the Patriots. Yeah, it's more a thing of if Josh Allen is even average as a passer with his rushing floor, he's always going to project really high. Those rushing points obviously uh, give him a boost over guys like Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert and Ryan Tannehill for me. So I am not, I wasn't totally sold that he was the number one quarterback a couple of weeks ago. I'm not, I don't think he's bad now. He's still a starting quarterback and two of the top five quarterbacks aren't playing this week. Jamie, eighth on Josh Allen. And I only bring that up because a lot of people have Allen sure. might have some, might have Herbert and who, uh, yeah, I don't know. You wouldn't go with Bridgewater, but like talk, talk to me about Allen. I just, there's a lot of great quarterbacks this week, you know, and I've kind of shuffled around with, I think Wentz is in a better spot just given his matchup and the way that he's played. I think Ryan Tannehill's in a better spot given his matchup and what his overall body of work has been. And uh, the one that I struggle with, honestly, is Lamar Jackson, you know, just because Jackson hasn't had these extreme heights that we've seen, but you know, he's, he's facing Pittsburgh. So I have him right behind Josh Allen. So, I mean, look, if you have Justin Herbert and Josh Allen, it's probably a little bit of a toss up and you probably play the hot hand, which I get. That's what I would do. Um, I'm not playing Josh Allen over Mahomes against the jets or Russell Wilson against anybody at this point, 
Um, so I'm going to, you know, stick with those guys. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers against a bad Minnesota defense. So it's a good week for quarterbacks, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, um, I have Josh Allen in, in one league. I am not going to bench him. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. have Justin Herbert. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to stick with him. Okay. But you're going with Wentz and Herbert over him and, and Tano. And Tano. I, he's getting John Brown back. It looks like this week, John Brown yep. practice in full. And that's whether it's coincidental or not, that's been really when the numbers haven't been good. The fantasy when he's either been hurt or out. So well, I think if you think even about the Patriots, and like how good they are defensively. I'm not like they're not as good as they've been in past years, but they're still good. And their ability to take somebody away with Gilmore, that doesn't work near as well if yeah. you've got John Brown and Cole Beasley as well. The Patriots um, allow the fifth most yards per play in the NFL. Is that wild? Most of that is three games, though. That's half their season. But, right. <laughs> but still, it's, 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 and, but I mean, think about the three opponents, though. Two of them are, are two of the best offenses in football, Seattle and Kansas City. Uh, I mean, okay, but they're obviously not, they're they don't they're appear to good. be a lockdown no, by any stretch, defense. But you know, I mean, San Francisco punched them in the mouth. All right, sorry, it's we got like Miami. Let's, it's not like Miami did that to them. It's not like um, no, no, they didn't. Uh, who else did they play? It's, the Raiders didn't do that to them. You know, so let's go. Let's put the sixty second back in sixty second rankings disputes. Le'Veon Bell, Jamie got him twenty fourth in non PPR, twentieth in PPR. Heath, you got him. 35th in non-PPR, 33rd in PPR. Did not have a target last week, by the way, so I'm not sure why you guys are higher on him in PPR, but uh, that probably makes sense. It's only last week. Okay, Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. How many passes did Mahomes throw? 20? <laughs> well, Clyde edwards either had four targets, and Le'Veon did not have any. His first game. Yeah. I right, dropped right. one of them and didn't look for the other one. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, now you know, you know I'll, I'll back off on that. But just, uh, okay, Jamie, uh, you've got him as a low-end starter against the Jets. Go. I mean, it's the revenge game factor. I mean, there, there's, the, the, I bet money that if they have a chance to get Le'Veon Bell in the end zone, he's scoring. So I'm going to start him against the Jets on a week where there's bad running backs across the board. And once you get past basically like 18 or 19 in anybody's rankings, it's a guessing game. So I'm going to start Le'Veon Bell. The one they might start Le'Veon Bell over that's probably a surprise is David Montgomery. I just don't trust Montgomery this week against the Saints. Heath. Yeah, he, played 17 snaps and had six touches last week and like the the revenge game narrative could be totally right um i i don't have a revenge game button in the projections <laughs> unfortunately i need to add one for next year but um i i wouldn't blame someone if they wanted to flex levy on and hope that he scores a touchdown i don't think there is going to be enough touches there that if he doesn't score a touchdown he has much chance of being good Next up is Corey Davis. I gave the stat on on uh, wide receivers against Cincinnati. Most of them who have six or more targets do really well. Corey Davis, Jamie likes him, but has him 34th. And Heath has him 24th. So Heath, first word, you're the high guy on Corey Davis, number 24 for you in the rankings. Last week, we were talking about how there were a lot of wide receivers and it was a great week for wide receiver. I do not feel that way about week eight at all. There are about 19 wide receivers that I feel good about. Um, but again, like I have Corey Davis projected for more than six targets. If you get six targets against this defense, you're generally good. It's math. Okay. I like math. I support math. Sure. And Jamie, I know you said you liked Corey Davis, but you're yeah, 10 and, spots and this morning it probably has an update. I moved him up to 28, so he's not that far behind um, because I can't say start Ryan Tannehill as the start of the week and not have all the targets <laughs> relatively higher. The only concern I have for Corey Davis is, and this was interesting just in digging into Ryan Tannehill, 
He's had 10 starts of the 16 with 30 or, 30 or fewer pass attempts. He's still great in those games. He averages 26 fantasy points per game in those, in those um, games with those attempts. I don't know if you're going to get great production from all three of their main pass catchers when you're only getting 30 targets because Adam Humphreys is still going to get some. He'll throw a couple to the running backs. Uh, hopefully it's Derrick Henry. So can Davis do what he did last week, which was 10 targets and amazing. Uh, and the targets were amazing. Uh, and John Smith be non-existent. And so this feels more like a Janu game than it does a, a Corey Davis game based on how bad the Bengals are at defending tight ends. Now they're bad at defending most things at this point. Um, but if I had a bet on Janu versus Corey Davis, I would take Janu. Okay, next so, up. That's my concern. AJ Green. Jamie's got him 19th. Heath has him 34th. Jamie, AJ Green against Tennessee. Well, I mean, the targets have been fantastic the last two games. He's, you know, basically been uh, the AJ Green that we hope for. Uh, he's just not scoring touchdowns. So this defense is not good at all for Tennessee. And I think AJ Green is going to continue to soak up targets from Joe Burrow in a game where he's probably throwing 40 plus times, if not 50 plus times. So I love AJ Green this week. The targets have been, he's somebody I struggle with a lot and I might move him three more times this week. The targets have been awesome. Um, it's really just been one week that he was good with them though. Last week, he turned 13 targets into 80 yards. Um, most of this year, he's been one of the least efficient wide receivers in football. He had one game two weeks ago where he looked like AJ Green again. And I just don't know with Tyler Boyd playing as well as he is and T Higgins emerging like he is, how much longer he can continue to get double digit targets weekly when he's not doing anything good with them. Well, explain to me the difference between him getting 13 targets and turning that into 80 yards and Corey Davis getting 10 targets and turning into 40 yards. That that was a bad, inefficient game from Corey Davis. That was the first game this year where that's really been the case. But it's also the first game where he's had everybody around him there. Yeah, I, and, I don't and think John it. And, Yes, that, if that had caused him to not get targets, that would make sense to me. The fact that he continued to get targets with those guys there, I think, but is a good it, thing. I don't think he was less efficient because they were there. Sure, but isn't it a good thing that AJ Green's getting targets with everybody there too? It, I, yeah, I, I struggle with with yeah. him. He, he's just been every, almost every time except for that one week. He's been bad with the targets he's received. Yeah, well, the, Corey Davis has had some games where he's played well. Good thing for Green is that the Bengals throw the second most attempts per game, the second most pass attempts per game, and the Titans see the second most wide receiver targets per game. So it does seem like a matchup where Burrow, who almost always throws a lot, is going to throw a lot to his t wide receivers. So that does help. Uh, yeah. This game really could be great for wide receivers, Tennessee at Cincinnati. I mean, it's two teams I just that hope just the don't cover well. You don't hope what? I hope the weather holds up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, same. All right, last one, guys. Jarvis Landry. Jamie's got him as number 42 in PPR. Heath, number 26. Jamie, you're sitting Jarvis Landry. I, I just don't trust his health. I mean, you know, th there's been target opportunities for him this season. He hasn't produced. Uh, I don't think the loss of Beckham is necessarily going to change the way that this offense operates. And I think, you know, Baker has a great opportunity in front of him. He threw five touchdowns on 28 pass attempts last week. So, you know, he's going to have to be that uber efficient again for all these guys to be successful. I still don't trust Jarvis Landry without Be without Beckham not there. Heath, you have him 26th in PPR, 27th in PPR. Yeah, nine. and this is a product, I think, of uh, the impact that Vegas has on the projections. The Browns are one of the higher projected teams in score in, blah, in terms of uh, projected points this week. I can 
implied total of 27. It's nearly four touchdowns, and they don't look like they're going to have Austin Hooper, and they're not going to have Odell Beckham, and it's Jarvis Landry and Richard Higgins and Kareem Hunt, and so it gets pretty consolidated there. And so I do think this is a chance for Landry to get into the end zone for the first time this year. Who do you guys like better, Landry or Higgins? Higgins. I have Higgins just a little bit ahead of Landry. I, th- I figured Higgins was going to be the uh, rankings dispute. No, I think because Jamie's got Higgins kind of within range of where you have him, okay. whereas Landry is much different. Uh, you, have you guys changed your opinion at all since Tuesday on the waiver wire wide receivers? Higgins, Aguilar, Scott Miller, Greg Ward, Sterling Shepard, I guess, would be the... Uh, Ayuk is number one, I would think. But uh, I'm not sure about that, but... I, I would think anyway, but uh, have you have you settled on one or two that you're really confident in this week? This week, uh, I mean, Ayuk is this week and long term. You know, just not knowing how long Debo Samuel is going to be out, and then Shepard long term is the second guy for me, and he's right there in terms of this week also. But for this week, it's so interesting because you know Scott Miller could be fantastic without Chris Godwin there. It hasn't been the case, but you know, there's always the chance um, based on what we saw last week. Greg Ward could be great this week if there's no Jalen Rager. Um, or Dallas Goddard, but long-term, Rashard Higgins could be better than all of them because of the opportunity. Okay, but, but so, specifically, like, have you fallen in love with any of them this week? Ayuk, by far. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Other than him, because I think he's the most popular I think Ayuk, Ayuk and Shepard are in different categories. I think Dave, those, Dave has really come around on Nelson Aguilar. Like he, I think he really likes Aguilar. Yeah, I'm not doing Heath, that. Well, Heath, it seems you're, the, you're that, that with Higgins. Yeah, I, Higgins and Ayuk for me this week are in a separate category. I would put Higgins and Ayuk in their own tier this week, and I would put Ayuk and Shepard in their own tier rest of season. Yeah, and well, I mean, Higgins rest of season too. I mean, there's no Beckham coming back. So, you know, the the hope is that he takes advantage of this opportunity. Uh, Aguilar is interesting because he's been successful, but last week was the first time that the targets matched the success. Yeah. You know, so if he's going to be you know, north of six targets, which last week was the first time that happened, then Aguilar, there's a lot to like about him. But the body of work of his career doesn't suggest that's going to be sustainable. And I think this is going to be a Hunter Renfro game. I think you're going to see because the Browns can't cover slot receivers. So Renfro could have a really good game in three of his last four games. He's got six plus targets. Aguilar, I don't want to oversell Dave's love for Aguilar. He has him 30th in PPR. And uh, he's changed. He's, his dot is like 14 yards now. So he's definitely changed his profile a little bit, and Carr is all of a sudden throwing downfield. All right, uh, that game's coming up. start meter here we go. The last three games we talk about are going to be Rams-Dolphins, Bills-Patriots, and Chiefs-Jets. start meter 0-10 to for Jared Goff. Three. Heath? I said four. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, Daryl Henderson. Seven. Yeah, seven or eight. Robert Woods. Six. Five. Cooper Cup. Five. Same. Gerald Everett. Two. Uh, four. Miles Gaskin. Ten. Eight. Devontae Parker. Uh, five. Four. Mike Gasicki. Three. Uh, four. Patriots running back at Buffalo. Three. Uh, James White would be a four in PPR. Everybody else is a two. Julian Edelman. One. Two. <laughs> Buffalo running back against New England. Uh, Moss is a four in non-PPR. Singletary is a three. 
Uh, Singletary is a four in PPR. Moss is a three. Yeah, I'll, I'll give Singletary a five, but yeah. Stefan, I, I don't know why anybody's still starting Devin Singletary at this point. Like, I am forced. I am forced to not be. Like, if you had both, who would you start? Because I start Moss. I would start Singletary. I don't know. <laughs> I would Game start Moss. To win. I would start Singletary Moss because he he. I feel like he'd more be more likely to uh, score a touchdown. Who Moss? Yeah, I, I I just don't get it with the Bills. Why they just keep trying to force Singletary into this role? Yeah, no, they have a, they have a terrible run game. Like their line's not working. It's right, but I mean, last week one running back averaged over six yards per carry, and <laughs> the other one didn't. Right, but that same guy averaged two yards per carry the week before. Yeah, but that was the first game back after sitting out for three games. With the oh, I mean, come guy. on, Don't, let's not make excuses for him. Like Zach Moss has not been good this year either. But he's been better than Singletary. Has he? He's had two Singl- games with over four yards per carry, and Singletary hasn't. No, <laughs> Singletary stinks. I. And I like Singletary. I'm, I'm, I wish he would be he, better. He was really good last year. He was he really was. good. So I'm not sure the issues are him, but he has. Oh, I mean, no, he has not been good. good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's def- for, yeah, for the year, Singletary's got a better yards per carry average than Moss, right? For the year, yes. But in two games, Moss has been better than Singletary has. Okay, I think we could probably cut this argument anyway. This is, we'd kind like. of feels like an Azer stat <laughs> to make your case for either guy. Uh, but in relevant news, Dave offered me Zach Moss for Cole Beasley, and I'm not doing it. I'm keeping Cole Beasley. Start a meter on Cole Beasley. Wow. Well, let me tell you, Cole um, Beasley has now awful. had 13. <laughs> he has now had 70 yards or a touchdown in 13 of his last 17 games going back to last year. You know, and I don't know. I, I don't know how you can trust the touchdowns because he's had a lot of games with like 40 yards, but scored. But that's 13 of his last 17 games with 70 yards or a touchdown. He usually gets six targets a week. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any faith in a Bills running back. I think it's just one of those lost situations. So I'm not trading, I, I'm, I'm not trading Beasley. Forced to for the last three weeks, I think, starting uh, Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley. And I don't think I've lost the game. Nice. With those two. So start a meter for Beasley against New England. Eight in PPR and six and none. Yeah, six. LaMichael P. Ryan at Kansas City. Uh, four. Jamison Crowder if he plays at Kansas City. Eight. Oh, if he plays, you start him. Yeah. Denzel Mims if Crowder doesn't play. Four. Sure. Clyde Edwards Zelair. Ten. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Seven. Three. Yeah. Which adds up to ten. So, <laughs> Pittsburgh and Baltimore, let's get to the games. All right, we're excited for this one. I have three stats of the game. I'll run through them. Stat of the game number one, Chase Claypool has had more than four targets one time this year. Okay, so there's that. Starter sit? Sit. Devin Singletary or Chase Claypool? Singletary. Uh, well, that's depending on Deontay Johnson. Okay. Sure. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, stat of the game number two. Since the start of 2019, only two quarterbacks have rushed for more than 28 yards against the Steelers. Both of them were Ravens. Lamar Jackson and RG3 in week 17 last year. Stat of the game number three. This is what the Ravens running backs average per game. 21 carries, 100 yards, one touchdown. Not so good when it's divided three ways. If it's Divided evenly two ways, also not very good. But, you know, 21 yards, 100, 21 carries, 100 yards, and a touchdown. That's, you know, for the entire season. Now they got to face Pittsburgh. So 
you know, we've got some really good fantasy players in this game, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Generally speaking, how many of them are you very confident in? Very confident in? One. Just two, Jackson? Two, two. Who? James Conner and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, I would say those are the only... Like, I... I should probably say I'm very confident in Mark Andrews since he's in my top five. Oh tight ends. yeah, 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 three. three but three. I, I did, I do think that like if we go another week with Mark Andrews getting three or four targets, we're gonna have to have a discussion. Right, Marquise Brown, you know, it, on paper they're giving up the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. Pittsburgh, how many good wide receivers haven't done well against them? You know, it's. It should be a good matchup for for Marquise Brown. Are you guys going to go with Corey Davis, Corey Davis, or Rashad Higgins, or Aguilar? Or I, how about Ayuk? How many of the waiver wire guys are you starting ahead of Marquise Brown? Just Ayuk. Um. Yeah, Higgins. I would start Higgins. Okay. Uh, sit, let's start with the Steelers. We'll go back to the Ravens. Sit Roethlisberger. Just, you know, sit him. You said you're confident in James Conner. Not concerned about the matchup? Concerned, but still starting. Miles Gaskin yeah. or James Conner? I'll still start Conner because Gaskin's matchup is tough too. I would start Jamal Williams without Aaron Jones over him. I would start Gaskin over him. I would start Geo without Mixon over him. Okay. And Boston Scott? I would not start Boston Scott over. Really? <laughs> I don't I don't have I don't think Boston Scott's quite as good as Gio or Jamal Williams this week. All right, that Cowboys run defense Heath, has been pretty uh it's, it's really bad. But well, he won't get, he's not going to get 100% of the carries. No, and they also for some reason they're great against pass catching running backs, so. Um okay, but James Conner is a start. Which if you're going with a Steelers wide receiver, who are you going with? Deontay if he plays. Deontay, if he plays. Uh, where are you ranking these guys? Uh, borderline starters. Somewhere between, depending on format, 23 and 26. I think I've got them right around 20 in PPR and right around 30 in non-PPR. So who's the best wide receiver in this game? Deontay. Uh, I'm uh, sorry, Deont- Marquise in non-PPR. Deontay yep. in PPR. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Eric Ebron is outside the top 12, inside the top 20. He's usually about five catches and 45 yards or so. That's been three of his last four games. He's been in that range. He does have five red zone targets, only one touchdown this year. Uh, Ravens are doing a little bit better against tight ends. It's just that it's just too many mouths to feed now. Can't really trust Ebron. Uh, yeah, he's also banged up. He's got two good games on the season. He's got one touchdown on the season. So he's an easy guy to get away from if you can. If Deontay is out, Ebron would probably be in my top 12. Okay, last year, Lamar Jackson was the number one quarterback in fantasy with a bullet, but he had 13 fantasy points at Pittsburgh. So why do you guys have him ranked top seven? Fifth for Jamie, seventh for Heath. And He's lower. I don't know what rankings you're looking at for me, but he's lower. Oh, he's lower? Yeah. Okay. Did you update that or... Did I just write uh, it yeah, down wrong? I mean, I put Tannehill and went to him. Okay, so okay, so then he's seventh for both of you. Then perfect. So the the players behind him would be like Brady, Burrow, Bridgewater, Ryan, 
you're not quite ready to go that far. Like, what are your ex- expectations for him? I might change it. I might put uh, Allen and Brady ahead of him. I've got him at like 200 passing yards, 50 rushing yards, and two and a half touchdowns. Man, they're so good against mobile quarterbacks. This is a different beast. But like Deshaun Watson at five yards, Carson Wentz 11 yards, Ryan Tannehill five yards, Daniel Jones at 22 yards. Jones is the third most rushing yards for quarterbacks this year. And love uh, that stat. What's that? Yeah, keep it going. Love that stat. (laughs) It really surprised me. Surprised me. But he had 70 yards against them last year. Yes, right. He's the only one really who's had success. He and RG3. Uh, So, all right. Yeah, look. I think a lot of people are going to start Lamar Jackson. You're starting Justin Herbert over him. Heath, are you starting Wentz or Jackson? I'm starting Jackson over Wentz, but I am starting Tannehill over Jackson. Heath, what do you think about the Baltimore running backs this week? Ah, man. If Mark Ingram doesn't play, then I think Edwards and Dobbins are both flexes, but they're not in my top 25. Um, I definitely like Dobbins better in full PPR, and I like Edwards better in non-PPR. And I hope that that seems silly because this is just like the Lions and it's the unleashing of J.K. Dobbins. And when Mark Ingram comes back, he's in the Gus Edwards role. But I'm just projecting it as a near-even split in the running game. The nice thing is Dobbins does the majority of the work in the passing game. I don't know if anyone's ever thrown a ball to Gus Edwards. (laughs) Can I just say something about Gus Edwards here? If you all recall, in 2018... He was the starter for weeks 11 through 17. He had 122 carries, 654 yards, two touchdowns. He averaged 5.4 yards per carry. He was on pace for 279 carries and almost 1,500 rushing yards and five touchdowns. It was, you know, he's always been productive. Uh, we all, everybody, including me, was like, oh, I just got Edwards, you know, whatever. But he's always productive, basically. So if Ingram's out, you know, you're, I, you, I know you already answered the question, but I guess I'm just rephrasing it. If Ingram's out, why not give more love to Gus Edwards? I guess is my question. I think they're both similar. They do different things, but they're similar in terms of how you have to approach it because we just don't know. Um, and if, you know, Heath is right in referencing the Detroit game because I feel the same way. I hope that this is the turning point for J.K. Dobbins, that he's had a uh, you know week off. You know, give him some more things, you know, in terms of install. Uh, the the other part of it though is in that Detroit rep comparison, Adrian Peterson still had a healthy amount of carries and scored a touchdown. So both guys could still have work and be successful. And you've referenced it, Adam, that you know the numbers for their team. It's not overwhelming, but it's not something that you just ignore for what their running back group does. Yeah. So if those two guys are splitting that up, maybe things go a little bit differently. Um, the Steelers look. We we have a one game sample size for them without Devin Bush. And they face a completely different offense than what they're going to be faced with this week. So their run defense could be challenged in a different way this week because of what Lamar Jackson does by comparison to Ryan Tannehill and what these two running backs do clearly by comparison to Derrick Henry. Um, so I think they're both, like he said, they're, they're flexes. I would start Dobbins over Edwards in both formats just based on upside. And that's not to you know uh, disparage Gus Edwards, but he doesn't catch the ball. So he does not, uh, you know, for whatever they do in the passing game, I think that's where Dobbins will have an edge. I don't even know. Like, does he have like 
five catches in his career? I don't even know. That's probably not even worth looking up. Um, no, he had seven catches last okay. year. Put okay. some respect on his well, name. Well, he doesn't have any this year. So, okay. All right, that's what, look, and I was I was making a case for him. I'm not saying that he's going to be great or anything, but throwing a little love Gus Edwards' way. Pittsburgh's DST is 10th for Jamie, 9th for Dave, 13th for Heath. At least that was the case yesterday. Apparently, I, I have the outdated rankings. I'm sorry. Baltimore, is D, DST is top eight. Uh, and yeah, looking forward to this game. You don't have to apologize for that, Adam. Our rankings change like every morning and then in the afternoon and know, sometimes in the evening. It, there's no way to know. It, it just, that's the way that it works throughout the week. And that happened to be the first game that I, that I dived into. So the most outdated rankings. You notes. can apologize for saying dived into. Why? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm not going to apologize for all the love I've been throwing at Express. I hope all of you have been able to take advantage of this great sponsorship. We want to thank Express for sponsoring our show and for giving you this wonderful opportunity to save some money. 25 bucks off your $50 purchase. Pick up your phone, pick up your phone, everybody. This phone right here. Send a text message to 397-737. 397-737. Text football. Uh, you know, I don't think you need the exclamation point like I just kind of put on it. Just text football to 397-737. Get 25 bucks off your $50 purchase. Uh, look, you got to look good. It's really important. You got to walk out of the house feeling good, looking good. It's a big part of your day. What you put on is going to mentally get you prepared, get you motivated, and you want clothes that you're excited to wear. And it's fun to get new clothes, right? It's fun to go shopping every now and then. So why don't you do that on Express? If you go to express.com and you see their selection, you're going to be blown away. They've got everything you need. They've got all the different styles. Everything is extremely comfortable. That's what they're emphasizing now. This is the new Express. So much variety, so much comfort, great fit, most athletic or taller men don't think Express can fit them, but you'd be wrong. Everything can fit you. And listen, they got great women's selection as well. So ladies, you should also be texting football to 397-737. Check out the Lux Comfort Knit Collection. Sharp details, soft fabrics. It's like wearing your favorite sweats. So again, this has been a great sponsorship. People have been taking advantage of it. It's not too late. Text football to 397-737 and get 25 bucks off your $50 purchase at Express. Text football to 397-737. Las Vegas is at Cleveland. Stat of the game. Cleveland allows the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. And then there's this, and I don't really know exactly how to feel about this, but you know, when you look at Nelson Aguilar, is he going to be successful? You want to know, are they going to give up big plays? Uh, they have given up the fifth most pass plays of 20-plus yards, but only two pass plays of 40-plus yards. So I would say inconclusive, which is a great stat of the game. Um, anyway, Jamie, do you actually like Renfro better than Aguilar this week? In PPR, yes. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to overlook what Aguilar has done, scoring touchdowns, the big plays. Uh, the fact that the targets were up last week, that's encouraging. Um, but, you know, there, there's also the, the likelihood of it's a one catch for 40 yards and he doesn't score a touchdown and it's still a big play. So um, I'm not going to bank on that where I can see Renfro having a six-catch game. Um, so yeah, I like, I like, and, and you've seen slot receivers just destroy this team. You know, Boyd did it twice. Um, they don't have the list in front of me, but they really struggled with slot receivers all season. So I, I could see Redfro being a, uh, a significant part of this offense this week. Willie Sneed, CD Lamb, very good. Um, and then yeah, Boyd, I guess would be, I guess would be the other well, one. And 
I think the other thing is, and I like we don't have him ranked in our top 48, but someone emailed us about it earlier in the week and it didn't cause me to change it, but it's a good point. It's like, how do you guys not have Henry Ruggs ranked in your top 48? He's playing the Browns. That's a great matchup. And Ruggs played a season high number of snaps, ran a season high number of routes last week. He didn't get the targets, but it's just another guy there who could like it might be rugs that has two big plays downfield. We've seen that in games before as well. Yeah. So that it's a great situation for Derek Carr. It's good for the offense as a whole that they are taking more shots downfield. And I, I, I think eventually we all agree that rugs will be the best wide receiver on this team. It might not happen until next year, but, and then you got Waller taking away a third of the targets. So it's, it's tough to get any of those Raiders into your top 40. At least it is for me. Yeah, but, I, have, I have rugs ranked. Do you? Yeah, I mean, just again, it's 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 kind of right. a it's not a guarantee. It's just a you know looking at the matchup and looking at the big play potential. Okay, so which quarterback do you like better? Sorry, Derek Carr. I'll just give the stat: two hundred sixty-one or more yards and multiple touchdowns in five straight games. Which quarterback do you like better this week, Carr or Mayfield? Carr. I've gone back and forth, but currently Carr. Who do you have him ranked ahead of? Cam, Ben, Breeze, uh, Goff. Um, that okay, that works. I have them both ahead of all those guys. Josh Jacobs is top 10 in both formats. You know, he might be playing hurt. John Gruden kind of alluded to that. He says he's banged up, but everybody's banged up this time of year. Doesn't have a run longer than 16 yards. This is an easier matchup, but the Browns, they only give up 3.71 yards per carry to running backs. Are you just... Is it basically going to take, like, I don't know, another horrible game for you to consider sitting Josh Jacobs. He's still a must start. I like, I mean, you sent us a story this morning, I think it was, or yesterday yeah. from the Las Vegas Sun. Um, I think a big part of it has been Richie Incognito not being there. You know, that's a big piece of the offensive line. And it was so, for me, part of the reason why I liked Josh Jacobs last year was the offensive line because they did play very well. It was an underrated group. Um, the the whole COVID situation from them for a week ago is is, is probably factoring into some of this also that they didn't have their whole group out there. But I mean, look, they play Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is going to make most running offenses look terrible and most running backs look terrible. They have for the better part of two seasons now. So I'm still optimistic with Jacobs and I'm still going to start him until uh, he stops getting work. Okay. And we talked about the Vegas wide receivers. How about ranking the wide receivers in this game? Like, Give me your top three wide receivers in this game. AJ Brown, no, was that the game one? No, no, no. we're doing Higgins, Aguilar, Landry. <laughs> I just like that game so much. Um, I'll go Higgins, Landry, Aguilar. Uh, I'll go Higgins, Renfro, Aguilar, Landry. Okay, Darren Waller's top three. Start him. Baker Mayfield is also in that you know start-worthy range, top 15 guy. Kareem Hunt is a must-start. The Raiders, I keep mentioning it every week, run defense is a lot better with Nick Kwiatkowski on the field, but still they gave up the second most receiving yards per game to the running backs, and who the hell's benching Kareem Hunt? Uh, he's going to be fine. And that's, yeah, we pretty much covered the wide receivers. How about Harrison Bryant? You guys have him in the top 20. He had five targets. He caught four of them, 56 yards, two touchdowns last week. And the Raiders, in my opinion, they face three fantasy-relevant tight ends, Jared Cook, Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, and all of them scored. So, uh, you're, you know, your interest level in Harrison Bryant, Heath, is? Um, four. I would start him over Gerald Everett. 
I would, um, but he could absolutely 100% give you a Darren Fells. Okay. Right. It could be Njoku. Could be Njoku. Right. Would you start Gasicki or Harrison Bryant? Gasicki. I will start Gasicki. Tennessee is at Cincinnati. This is the game that Jamie loves so much. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was looking at something when you said that. And I was like, but what a brain fart. <laughs> no, that's okay. Look, I, you know, full disclosure. It always takes me about six intros before we get one right. Uh, I got those two games, the Cleveland-Cincinnati games. I got them mixed up. I was like, Tennessee's about to play Cleveland. No, wait, never mind. They're playing Cincinnati. Uh, so anyway, these games, uh, this game here, Ryan Tannehill's our start of the week. He's seventh for Jamie. Oh, no, he's fifth now? Sixth yeah. now? Okay. And he's top six for everybody, Ryan Tannehill. So we like him, even if he doesn't throw that much. And Derrick Henry, you're going to start. And A.J. Brown, you're going to start. And Corey Davis, we did the rankings disputes. If you want to hear about Corey Davis, go to the 60-second rankings disputes. You can check the time codes. But he's a number three guy for Jamie, just because Jamie's a little concerned, maybe not enough targets to go around this week. And he's a he's the number 24 wide receiver for Heath. Jonu Smith. It Actually, I think Heath, let's see if these rankings are updated. I think you have Jonu Smith 11th in PPR, 7th in non that sounds right. So, yeah, you've got like Gronk, Graham, Hawkinson, Richard Rodgers over him. In well, Rodgers would only be if Goddard was out, obviously. Right. Um, it's just, and I think that makes sense for if you're going to be higher on Corey Davis, you would be lower right. on John o. Smith. Okay. Like, you, it's probably not likely that A.J. Brown, John o. Smith, and Corey Davis are all really good. It's probably two of those three. It'd be great or, for Ryan Tannehill if they are. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great for Ryan Tannehill if they are. Yeah, my goodness. Cincinnati is so bad against tight ends. Five tight ends have had more than 50 yards. Six have uh, six touchdown catches to tight ends in their last three games. That is wild. So come on, John Smith. Come through. The thing, the thing I don't want to judge John Smith on is he left the game two weeks ago with a back injury. He played through the back injury last week against the Steelers. And so the body of work in the first four games is what I want to look at with John Smith. Again, hopefully he's healthy and the matchup is just too good to yeah, work. But the, you know, there's a big, there's a big asterisk on that asterisk on that. And that was AJ Brown not being there oh, for, sure. for much of sure. that. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to, you know, be a two touchdown guy every week. <laughs> uh, Joe Burrow is top 10. 10th for Jamie, 9th for Dave, and 9th for Heath. I don't really know what to say. Like, what's the case against Joe Burrow? He throws all the time, just sometimes he doesn't get the touchdowns. It's a matter he of only had one touchdown in three games before last right, week. Right, that's, that's it. That's the case against him. Yeah, it's kind of hard to predict that, right? Yeah, I mean, the Colts game is the biggest wacky one, you know, where all of his receivers played well. He had over 300 yards, and he had a rushing touchdown. Oh, like, the rushing touchdown, right. That's just so unlucky. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. So he's top ten. Would you start him over Carr and Mayfield? Yep. Uh, yes. Over Matt actually, Ryan. Actually, just while while we were talking, I moved him ahead of Lamar Jackson. No way, really. Yep. I moved Lamar Jackson down, so he's tenth now. Burrow's nine. Lamar Jackson's tenth now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's that's behind Burrow and Allen and Brady for mm -hmm. Jamie. All right. How do you feel about Gio Bernard? Because Tennessee, they're getting a little bit better against running backs lately. Um, they haven't allowed 30 receiving yards to a running back yet. They allow the fifth fewest receiving yards per game. And matchup almost doesn't matter. The Bengals have been so bad at running the football. 
So you were so close. You were so close. Why? Matchup almost doesn't matter for Gio Bernard if Joe Mixon is not healthy. It doesn't matter who. Well, he's but he but he did have 13 carries for 37 yards last week. You know. Right. So but he always scores double digit fantasy points. It does, but again, this team has been very good against pass catching running backs. They haven't played Gio Bernard. That's true. They've, Team Gio, Adam. Good on yeah, board. Yeah, they who they play? They played James Conner. They played Gord. They played James Robinson. He had 18 yards. Chris Thompson had 20 yards and a touchdown. I guess they haven't been super tested. Uh TJ Yeldon caught a touchdown. Okay. So James Con so you said you'd start Gio over James Conner, right? I would. Jamie? Uh yeah, I would. If Mixon plays, how confident would you be in him? Must start. I would be starting him. He probably would be a little bit lower than Gio is currently. Such a weird thing to say, but it makes total sense. And then Tyler Boyd is a must-start guy for sure. And then who do you guys like better, A.J. Green or T. Higgins? Green, but I have all three Bengals ranked in my top 24. Uh, Higgins. Um, and I think like that might be the best thing to do is just rank them all in the top 25, and you'll be right about two and wrong about one. Right. <laughs> I, I just like I don't want to do this to Jamie, but I really feel like bonanzaing this game. <laughs> like based on your rankings, this game is going to be really, really good for fantasy. Uh, believe me, the start of the week curse is uh, <laughs> exceeded the bonanza curse. So. I we had the bonanza and the start it. of the week in the same game. <laughs> it's happened before. We, we've had we've had we've had our ups and downs with this one before. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, the only thing that scares me is the win. It's not the defenses. It's not the defenses. You know, um, the the one thing for the Bengals is they are getting William Jackson back. He missed last week's game with a concussion, so that'll help their secondary to some extent. But their pass rush is not good, and you know, forget about Carlos Dunlap. That really has no impact on it whatsoever. But you know, they just are not going to bother Ryan Tannehill even without Taylor Lewan there. Nobody's interested in Drew Sample. Tennessee, though, they are really bad against tight ends. And if you need a, a DST, Titans are 11th for Jamie and Heath, 17th for Dave. The Bengals have allowed 28 sacks. The Titans do not that's get the, after the quarterback, though. What'd you say? Right. That's the only yeah. thing. It's like this is a get-right game for their pass rush if there ever, ever was one. Because no Jonah Williams either. Yeah. yeah I, right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I got confused with the teams there. All right, Chargers are at Denver. <laughs> it's so confusing with yeah. the Ohio game. <laughs> yeah. Chargers are at Denver. Uh, the, the stat of the game is really the question of the game. Do the Broncos have a good defense? The, you know, Statistically, they do. And they have Vic Fangio, and he's pretty good at defense. They are seventh in yards per play. They're eighth in yards per game. Um, 16th in points per game, I think. I mean, yeah, I think I, I put yards per game twice. I think it's there. I think they're eighth in yards per game and 16th in points per game. 10th in pressure rate. And in terms of fantasy, the Broncos are 14th against quarterbacks, second against running backs, 14th against wide receivers, and 12th against tight ends. And I hate to like crap on, on uh, Justin Herbert here, but I do wonder if he's been a little bit lucky. He has four touchdown passes of 53 or more yards. That is like really high. And they have it. And, and the, this team, the the Broncos, don't give up a lot of big passing plays. Fourth fewest pass plays of 20-plus yards so far in the NFL. They have had a bye. I, you know, look, I don't want to get too far into it because you guys all have Justin Herbert in your top six. But but they've, this you know, take last week's game out of the picture because the Chiefs, with the defensive score and the weather and just how everything unfolded for them, 
Like, I don't think that's the Chiefs' offense or the Broncos' defense. I just think that's how the game unfolded. It's the, the game, whole. It's the whole to, year, though. I mean, no, but look at the Broncos game. Which they are the Broncos. Which game? I mean, the God, <laughs> look at the Buccaneers game. <laughs> the Buccaneers are the, are the team that really like that was the worst performance for this defense, right? And but otherwise, they faced Tennessee in Week One. Yeah, Te- which, which Pittsburgh was, in Week Two. Right, but those don't those offenses. I don't think have the same upside pass wise that. Herbert does right now. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I, I just Adam. I think like I don't necessarily disagree with your concern. It's just that we've got a rookie quarterback who's played five games in the NFL. Yeah. He's averaging three hundred and eight yards passing per game and five rush attempts per game, and he has fourteen total touchdowns in those five games. I you don't. Know, you know what like, though? How is he doing it? They've got one good wide receiver. Hunter That's Henry. not true at all. Well, they have a good Mike Evans, too. Mike Williams is bad for fantasy, but he's very talented and good for quarterback. He's not Jaylen doing anything. Guyton, he's not doing it. Jalen Guyton is catching seventy-yard touchdown passes. I know that's what I'm saying. It just seems like it just seems a little unsustainable to me. I don't think he's going to throw for forty-eight hundred yards or forty-five hundred yards. No, he's not pace for forty-nine hundred. I don't think he's going to have forty-five touchdowns at the end of the year. I agree. Right. Yeah, this is not sustainable. It's a, it's a more long term thing. It's it's I can't I can't imagine you're sitting him. I, I'm starting him over Matt Ryan. Uh, I think everybody is. You know, just the yes. one league that I have him in. I'm starting him over Matt Ryan. But would you I'm start starting him over Lamar Jackson in the league where I have both? Would you start Carson Wentz or Justin Herbert? Herbert, Herbert. But I have him back. They're two spots apart. I mean, you were talking about a guy who's done some unsustainable things. Carson Wentz has got like 18 rushing touchdowns. Yeah, that's true. He also has Dallas this week though. Yeah. Uh, okay, Chargers running backs. Give me your take. Uh, circle back to the Baltimore game and put those two guys in the same spots. I mean, <laughs> flex at best. Uh, I don't want to trust them if I don't have to. No, Jackson neither one's Kelly. my top 25. I I have Jackson higher right now. Um, Kelly got more work last week, and now we, so now we've got two games with them together, and we've got one of each, but Jackson has been the pass-catching back at least, right. and even with Kelly getting more work, Jackson had more fantasy points last week. I just I wonder how much that injury played into it with Jackson. The fact that they came off their bye and he was still hurt. That's been such a problem for this guy in his career. It's so unfortunate that every time he gets an opportunity or a chance, there's an injury that bogs him down. So hopefully he's 100%. If he's 100%, you'll be a little bit more you know uh, secure in trusting him. Um, but you can't have any confidence right now after what you saw last week against Jacksonville. Like he couldn't do it against Jacksonville. That's yeah, the frustrating right. thing. Their line has has been bad. It's been injured. They're missing two key yep. pieces on their line, and um, it's just and they give up a lot of points. They get into shootouts. You know, they get into they get into shootouts lately. The Chargers, so not conducive for the running game. Keenan Allen is a must start. I, it's just kind of weird. And I'm not criticizing. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just pointing out it's a little weird. Justin Herbert is so good, yet you're only really ranking one Chargers wide receiver. And Hunter Henry has been kind of disappointing lately. But he is a top eight or nine tight end for you. But this, this is, is, you know, this is a credit to the Chargers. And we'll see what happens now. But Virgil Green has scored touchdowns for them. Guyton has scored touchdowns for them. You know, they've just used everything at their disposal. And that's a credit to Herbert. Yeah. No, I agree. I just, right. You can't, you cannot start Jalen Guyton, but you could see him having a big play. Have you scoring. looked at Jalen Guyton's stat line? Have I brought this up no, on the podcast? I don't think so. He has 13 targets this season. He has 258 receiving yards and three touchdowns. 
That's he has good. more yards on 13 targets than Deontay Johnson has on 41 wow. targets. Wow. <laughs> That's it is funny. amazing. All right, so let me ask you about Hunter Henry. He's basically Nelson Aguilar take away last week's game. Yeah, yeah, but but Aguilar had 10 targets last week and he has 13 for the yeah, year. Oh, take away, yeah. take away last week's game. Yeah. Right. Okay, Hunter Henry is uh, top nine. I, I know it's hard to sit him, but he hasn't really been that great. And the Broncos, no tight ends had 50 yards. They faced Jonu Smith, Eric Ebron, the Tampa Bay guys. They faced Kelsey. Kelsey had a bad game, only had three targets. He, is Hunter Henry a must start? Are there any kind of streamers that you'd start over him? You could make a case for Richard Rodgers. If God it was out, I would start Rodgers over him. Yeah, I'd still start Henry, though. Who do you like better, Fant or Henry? Henry. Uh, Fant for me. I th- I think maybe, and I, I wrote about this yesterday in my tight end dynasty rankings, but I think we're maybe the Noah Fant as an elite tight end is happening, and we just haven't noticed it because of his injury and Drew Locke's injury. But he's getting seven targets per game, and he's been nine yards per target whenever Locke's been this quarterback. I, I think Fant might just be one of those guys. Okay. And then... Uh, how no, much you factor in Albert O? Because he got seven targets last week, too. Is it as simple to say Melvin Gordon's a must-start if Philip Lindsay doesn't play, and he's in the, like, Justin Jackson, Gus Edwards range if Philip Lindsay does play? Or is he, is he better than that? Just yeah, a I'm hint. sorry. You, Hi. Just a, hint. Just a hint better. Melvin Gordon. If Lindsay plays? Yeah. I mean, Gordon goes from a top 10 guy to a top 15 guy, but... Oh, still top still 15? Started. Okay. Heath, where like, would... I'd put, him, I'd put him behind the Geo Boston Scott, Jamal Williams group. Right. We're not starting Tim Patrick, are we? Who knows if he plays? If he plays. When I, when I ask that, you should, you should assume I mean if he plays. Because I'm not going to start him if he doesn't play. Well, I don't know if you mentioned his injury earlier. I forgot. Uh, no, but no, we mentioned earlier in the week, but you're right. I should have mentioned it. Yeah. So if he plays, would you start Tim Patrick? No, he's in that number three receiver range. I mean, look, prior to last week, he'd been pretty successful. So, um, game where he got hurt in the snow, who knows if he doesn't play, would you start Jerry Judy or, uh, Traquan Smith? If they not Judy, okay. Traquan. Traquan. All right. Rams at Dolphins. We got three games left. Let's try to do it in like six minutes. Here we go. Rams at Dolphins. You want to go back to that rankings dispute? For who? For whatever you were trying to extend. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean the, at the beginning of the show? Uh, why are you not starting Jared Goff? Volume. Dolphins, I don't think, are is getting the love that they should be getting based on their defense now that they're healthy. Um I just don't know what to expect from Jared Goff, to be honest with you. Okay. And who's the best flex in this game? You're looking at Henderson, Gaskin, Rams wide receivers, Devontae Parker. Who's? Give me your top two flexes. I mean, if you're giving us Gaskin and Henderson, I think it's got to be Gaskin and Henderson. Yep. Over all the wide receivers. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So are you sitting Cup and Woods? No, we're not. Okay, so, all right. Would you start like they are the definition of FOMO? Are they because they haven't really had a lot of big games? 
Right. <laughs> it's like the Washington game. You can get the big play from Robert Woods out of nowhere. You know, you can get a jet sweep where he takes it into the end zone. I mean, it's just at some point they're going to have a big game. It's just it's bound. They're too good. They're better than Devontae Parker this week. Yes. Yeah. We assume Ramsey's going to be on Parker a little bit or a lot, maybe. That's what I would do. Mm hmm. Okay. And Daryl Henderson, are you just hoping for a touchdown? Yes. He's had 68 um, or more total yards in five of his last six games, so that's not bad. Yeah, if he doesn't score, I would still think he's he's likely to be better than most of the Jackson, Kelly, Edwards, Dobbins group. So he's a starter. Um, and I think you were a little unfair to Robert Woods and his fantasy production this year. He's had, he's rushing had multiple 17-point games. He's had rushing touchdowns. So He has one rushing touchdown. Uh, okay, but he's had he's has a, he has ninety nine rushing yards. He's on pace for two hundred and twenty six rushing yards. He's on pace for eight hundred and two uh, receiving yards. That's horrible. I have not been that hard on Robert Woods. He's been he's been frustrating. He's had multiple, been. right, but he has had multiple big games. Like you said, he hasn't really had big games. He's no, had I, they, I, they have not really had big games. They don't get a ton of targets. They are not, you know, they're neither they of them. Two, two two games were. There have been multiple targets for a wide receiver. Both of them have been Cooper Cup. It was week three at Buffalo when they were down huge. And then week six at San Francisco where they were also down. Multiple what? Multiple touchdowns? Multiple targets. Multiple targets. Double digits and targets. Oh, double digits and targets. Okay. Yes. I'm just trying to do some comparisons. By the way, the six-minute goal is not happening. Would you start um, Justin Jefferson or a Rams wide receiver? Jefferson. Um, Jefferson and non the Rams and PPR. How about Brandon Ayuk? I start Ayuk over both. I'm sorry, I start Woods over Ayuk and PPR. Ayuk over Cup. Miles Gaskin is top 15. Heath has him even higher than that, top 10. So start Miles Gaskin. That's in PPR. And Henderson. Would you start Ayuk or Henderson? Henderson. Uh, I'd start Henderson. What? Really? The number one wide receiver for the 49ers against a team that gives up the most fantasy points to wide receivers? It's the number one wide receiver for the 49ers. Yeah, 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 against that great matchup. George Kittle's healthy. Uh-huh. I like Ayuk a lot, but, I mean, you got to bank on the touches for Anderson. <clears throat> you do, but you don't get any catches out of it. The Dolphins have been pretty bad against running backs. So the Dolphins, 5.06 yards per carry allowed to running back. So it is a good matchup. All right, here we go. Two more games. These ones are lame. New England at Buffalo. I mean, they're great. We love football. Uh, My stat of the game was about Cole Beasley. Like I said, 70 yards or a touchdown in 13 of his last 17 games. And we already debated Josh Allen. You're starting Stefan Diggs. Is Cole Beasley better? He's better than all the running backs in this game, right? You know what? Why am I talking about Cole Beasley? Why am I not talking about John Brown? Let's talk about John Brown and Beasley. Who do you like better? Beasley. 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 Okay. Are you starting them both, or what? What's the What's the deal? John Brown would be a number three receiver at best. Um, I just don't know how healthy he is. I know he's practicing full, but he's been doing that quite a bit. And then end of the week, he has a you know some some setback for whatever reason. Um, I just don't know how healthy he is, so I don't have a lot of confidence in John Brown. No, I love John Brown and I'm not, I'm trying not to drop John Brown, but he's in that category of, I need to see him run and look, look like John Brown again before I can use him. 
would you start, let's say, um, Justin Jackson or Cole Beasley? Jackson, I mean, uh, Beasley and PPR easily, and probably in both. I'd probably go Jackson and non, but Beasley for sure in PPR. The Jets are at Kansas City, and the stat of the game that I think I'm right about, but I ran out of time to double check, mm. is this. Patrick Mahomes has thrown less than 30 passes and scored 24 or fewer fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues in three of his last four games. In So this the pass, the passes is what I'm focusing on, less than 30 passes in three of his last four games. I know I'm right about that. Uh, in his previous two seasons, Mahomes threw less than 30 passes in only six games. Two of those games were weeks one and two of 2018. So like his second and third starts of his career. It's been a Pretty really... sure the stat is wrong. Why? I'm not counting the Denver game in which he got hurt, by the way. Buffalo, he had 225, so that's 11, right? Fantasy points plus two touchdowns, so that's 23 plus 36 rushing yards. What? I know. I'm definitely not wrong about that. I'm talking about the passing here. Okay, so not the less than 24 fantasy points. 24 or fewer in three of his last four, no? He might have fumbled, Heath. I'm looking at his game. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at his page right here. 24 points against Buffalo. Probably some fumbles or something. Um, okay, so anyway. Anyway, there's a different offense. They're not throwing the ball downfield as much. I feel like teams are just daring them to run. So I don't really know what to say about that because you have Mahomes in your top three. And everybody's this is the get-right game. Okay. Okay. This game's easy. <laughs> J- Jamison Crowder, if he plays, would be ranked where? Around 20. If he has a full practice and plays, I'd say around 15. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, great. And are you starting any other Chiefs wide receiver other than Hill? No, I don't think Sammy Watkins is going to play again. And it's just so hard to figure which of Hardman or Robinson will be good. Start Kelsey. Chiefs DST, so. start them too. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't overlook Braxton Berrios, too, if you're stuck. I mean, you know, he's he's had some decent performances when James Crowder's been out. Yep. He, I think I actually have him currently ranked ahead of Mims in full PPR. Looking forward to this game. Thanks Always for listening, everybody. Uh, for Jamie and Heath, I am Adam. We will talk to you tomorrow. We'll recap the Thursday night game. You can listen to Fantasy Football Today in 5, by the way. We'll recap that uh, first thing in the morning for you. And we will talk to you on Friday show and on Twitch today, 4 p.m. Eastern. See you later.